Hello, vital women, and welcome to the Meant for More podcast series for women who want to exit their job and start a business your way. My name is Michelle Fragius, your vital business coach, mentor, and host. Sit back, turn up the volume, or keep moving wherever and however you're listening. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of the Meant for More podcast series. Today's episode will be kicking off uh, the first interview of many, many interviews where I speak to women who are either in the midst of making the leap from their job to a business, or perhaps they're juggling both. And um, I feel that it's really important that we connect to these stories from other women who have actually made the jump or are juggling through it right now or are thinking about starting a business because there's a lot to be learned from other women who have gone before us or who are in the midst of what we're doing and it's just so great to hear some other perspectives, other thoughts and what you'll find during this interview series is that a lot of women Um, there's a pattern, there is a pattern there of all these golden nuggets and learnings of when it comes to starting and growing your own purpose-based business. So today's episode, I kick it off with my gorgeous soul sister and entrepreneur, Kia Nesmith. Now, Kia Nesmith is the founder of Simply Wellness, and she is dedicated to helping women find health, balance and fulfillment as they juggle the ever-increasing responsibilities when it comes to work and life. And this is something I am super passionate about. She brings with her two decades of combined experience in functional health, psychology research and counseling to support individuals in creating a foundation of health that really allows them to thrive in all aspects of their lives. As a coach, a workshop leader, and an award-winning speaker, Kia is super passionate about bringing a health transformation to others that will in turn positively impact the health of their communities and the health of our world. Now, before I kick off the interview with Kia, grab a pen and paper if you can, make some mental notes, or this is one episode that you want to come back to again because she has got some awesome gold nuggets to share with you. But let me just tell you, Kia was not always a health empowerment coach. She did start as in clinical research. So anyway, sit back, take it easy, or keep driving and listen on to this amazing interview with my soul sister, Kia Nesmith. Welcome, Kia. Thank you so much for um, being with me on the kickoff of the Metamore uh, interview series. Um, now, whilst I shared a little bit of what you're doing now, I know the listeners are keen to know and learn where did you come from? Where did it all start? Um, tell us a bit about the story of where it all began. Yeah, it's, you know, I feel like I've landed in this job, which I know we're going to talk about, you know, in the entrepreneur world and sort of fulfilling what I call my life purpose and how wonderful that feels. And it it was, I mean, it was a long journey in getting here. Most recently, I was actually the manager for a clinical psychology research lab at one of 
um, California's major research institutions. And it was a great job. My background's in psychology. I've always worked with people either as a counselor, a social worker, or as a research psychologist. And it was a great job. I really enjoyed it. It was very fulfilling. Um, it was, you know, I worked with really amazing people. The things that we got to do, I found really amazing. But there always felt like there was something missing. You know, it was like, I, you know, I still cracks me up to this day that, that the students that I worked with, they would say, so how did you know you wanted to be a researcher? And I'm like, you know what, actually, I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. Because I just always felt like this can't be it, right? This can't, this can't be the end. And I wasn't ever quite sure why I felt that way. But I, but I did because everything looked great on paper, you know, but it just, it was missing something. Um, so it was, it was, I mean, it was wonderful. I had taken my career as a psychologist and as a counselor and really honed it into this research position. Um, and I spent over a decade doing that. Um, and then I knew that more sort of needed, more needed to come out of that. And I wasn't quite sure what that was. Awesome. And and I guess I want to tap into that, that, that moreness. Like, what was that feeling like? Like, how did it impact how you did your work, how you did life as well, when you felt like there's something missing, but you couldn't put your finger on it? How did you unravel? How did you find it? You know, it sort of came on slowly over time. And I think the way I came to find that for me was really this, this sort of disconnect between I should be totally satisfied with this job because, again, on paper, it was perfect. And at the same time, I could feel myself almost burning out, you know, not really wanting to put in the extra hours when there were extra hours needed not really wanting to go the extra mile, you know, and this was after a few years, kind of after the the excitement had worn off, right? And I wasn't, it just, it, there seemed to be the disconnect. I almost felt guilty sometimes for feeling that way because I felt like, look, this is a great job. I have a great work environment. I'm making good money. I have great coworkers. I have a great management position. You know, I've done, I've done all the right things. And I'm, it's, it, I should be satisfied. And, but the, the, the moments of kind of not really wanting to put my best foot forward, if there was something else that I'd rather be doing, not really wanting to kind of push that little extra mile, even though I would, but it was just, it kind of felt like I was a little bit disconnected and I never could put my finger on what that was. And I really, I mean, totally honestly used that phrase. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And in my head, that's kind of what it felt like. And in my body, that's really what it felt like. Of, you know, I know people and I knew people. My husband actually happens to be one of them that has been living his life's purpose, you know, for as long as I can remember, you know, since he was 18, 19, 20. And seeing him in the way that his job lit him up and the passion that he would go to work with every day. And I knew I didn't have that. 
I knew that was something that was missing from me. And there were times when I felt like, well, maybe it's just not meant to be. Maybe I'm not supposed to feel that way about my work. Um, and it wasn't until I was given the opportunity to try something new that I realized, ah, actually, actually, I am supposed to feel that way. And I am, it's okay to feel that way. And it's okay to go out and achieve something that allows me to feel that way. I love that. Absolutely. And I, I love that you can distinguish that. You know, at one point you accepted that maybe I'm not supposed to be happy at work, but then something happened that you saw a different opportunity. Or, you know, so tell us about that because that's when you started to really see the, the difference, eh? Of kind of going, oh, um, hmm, maybe there, I can feel the passion. So tell us that, that clinical point when you. Like, was it a project? Tell us about that. That we discovered that. Yeah. And my pivotal point is probably going to look a little bit different from a lot of other people's because my pivotal point was, in a sense, kind of forced upon me. <laughs> so we went from living in the San Francisco Bay Area, big urban setting. And my husband, who works for the National Park Service in the US, moved us out to one of the national parks which, you know, as you might guess, is kind of in the middle of nowhere. And I was able to keep my job and work remotely. But at the same time, we also had two very, very young kids, the youngest of which was six months old at the time. So I had just gone back to work full time just a few months earlier. And so I was able to kind of take enough of a step back and spend time with the kids at home. And that gave me you know, about six months to a year to really start reflecting on different things. And like I said, I kept my job part time because there was a certain amount of it that I could do remotely and only have to travel in every once in a while. Um, but some of it I was able to let go and it allowed me that that space to really start thinking about what might be and what could I do and how could I take my skill set and my passions and the things that I really love working with people being healthy, helping, you know, improve people's outlook on life, the sort of mental, physical, and emotional health, age, right, which is what my past careers all sort of lended to. And so that was the time where I got to kind of, in a sense, play with different ideas of what that might look like and what I might actually do. So that was really my pivotal time was, you know, we're moving. We're moving to the middle of nowhere. You got to figure something out unless you don't want to do anything, right? And I'm not that kind of person. I want to be doing something. And so I got to start figuring that out. And nice. So you're fortunate that it kind of pushed you in that direction, but I'm a very big believer that things do happen for a reason to open up your eyes and your mind to something. So tell us, um, how did you make the transition? Like, take us through that journey. Like, did you late writing? Did you do it through phases? So I was really a phased-in kind of individual where, you know, I had this period of time. My kids were really little. I knew that primarily I wanted to be a mom at that for that period of time. So I got to play around with some different things in the new town where I live. And 
as time went on, I decided, you know, I really would like to start my own coaching business. This was something that I was finding a lot of fulfillment in, even in just the little bits that I was doing. And so I decided, right, I'm going to reduce my hours even more because I'd like to keep a little bit of a paycheck coming in, right? But I'm going to really sort of go for this business thing. And so I started working on really launching my business. And, you know, I laugh about it now because I thought, okay, how hard could this really be? (laughs) You know, I can just, I can just do this, right? Like, I know how to coach people. I know how to work with people. So I can just do this. And, you know, of course, the actual coaching part is like this much of your business. And stacked on top of it is everything else that goes into running a business. And, you know, I had first idea, not a clue how to do any of that because I'd never done any of that before, ever. But I gave it a try. And I, you know, I mean, I sort of learned by trial and error. And it was really sort of that two steps forward, maybe three steps backwards. (laughs) It was not an equal kind of exchange. And after about a year of that, I was like, okay, this is not going the way that this needs to be going. I really need to change something. And that's when I hired myself a coach. And I hired my mentor. And I got myself a business coach who then could stand in front of me and say, right, this is how you run a business. Here's step one, here's step two, here's step three, here's step four. This is what you need to work on. Bam, 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 bam. And at that point in time, I was also, I took the, I took the full plunge at that point. I hired the coach and I quit my job because I knew I needed the mental space and the time and, you know, just the bandwidth to be able to put 100% into the business. I didn't want to see it kind of creep and crawl and, you know, stumble along. I really wanted it to be legitimate. I wanted it to thrive and I wanted to do really well with that. So I took that, that moment, that was my leap moment um, and kind of went all in. And that was about two and a half years ago. and. It's been amazing since. It's just sort of taken off exactly in the direction that I want it to go. And, you know, I would not be doing that unless I had gotten that coach to say, here's how you do marketing, right? This is what you need to do with your sales and your, you know, finances. This is how you structure your business so that it flows in a way and it's not killing you every month because you actually are planning out and doing the things that you need to do and not wasting your time doing the stuff that maybe sounds cool, but really isn't going to serve you in growing your business. And that was, that was really super helpful and necessary. <laughs> oh, I love that. And you know, um, what I love is how you turn around and say, well, when you thought, you know, to do your business, you know, I can do this, right? And, we can so easily see what other people are doing and play that comparison. Oh, they, they make it look really easy, so I can do this. And yeah. then when you get into it, you're going, oh, like you said, about that much is coaching and then this much else is about, you know, marketing, sales, accounts, admin, 
you know, um, and really is because, like, when you're holding a job or you're in doing one job, right, you're, you're responsible for one component, one part, and you don't actually see all the other threads of it. And, like, when, when you go in the business yourself, you are all the other threads. You're doing everything. You're the marketing manager, you're the sales consultant, you're the accounts person, and you're the coach. <laughs> um, it really is. And and I guess when you were starting to make the transition to when you went all in, what was the period of that? So been all in now for two and a half years, mm-hmm. yeah? Yep. But when, how did it all start? Like really, if you think about it from making the small transitions now, how long have you been in so I would say um, the first two years we lived here, I really wasn't doing anything. And we've now been here for, I figured this out because my daughter's eight years old. So we've, we've not been here for eight years. And um, I think there was three years in there. First, where I just kind of was starting to dabble and try to figure out what it looked like and what did I enjoy doing. and what were the kinds of things I was good at and how could I combine all my skills into something that was meaningful for me? You know, so that was two or three years. It was when she started first grade, actually, that I had my year of, I can do this. (laughs) And then, no, I guess that was kindergarten, kindergarten. So there was one year of, I can do this after the two years of dabbling. And then I hired the business coach. Say no, actually, this yeah. is this. So, yeah, and and I guess what are some of like you already shared the importance of having that coach and that mentor to really kind of keep you accountable to um different areas of, of running and doing what you love. But if there were three key learnings that you could share with our listeners, um must-dos, must-haves in place before you actually make the transition and the leap or whilst you're in the growing the business? What are three key learnings? So I think, you know, the, the key things for me, and I, and I see this in so many of my fellow entrepreneurs, is one, to make sure you have support around you because it is no joke. It is simultaneously the most rewarding thing I have ever done and simultaneously the hardest thing that I've ever done because you do have to wear so many hats and you have to kind of almost be different people at the same time sometimes and so at the end of the day it can be really tiring and you know one thing that made it possible for me was the support of my coach the support of her group of entrepreneurs right? That also was amazing because they speak the same language. They speak my language. They understand when I'm having a rotten day, what that actually means. It's different than the support that I get from my husband, who's also amazingly supportive. But I go to him and tell him about the craziness of, you know, work that day. And it's like, because he, it's, it's, it's different, right? So that kind of support is really, really critical surrounding yourself with other women who are also doing the same journey that you are doing, I think is one key. So that's number one. Number two, in the transition, 
I really was not able to get my feet underneath me in my business until I took the plunge. And it's really scary to take the plunge. It's really scary to get rid of that income. And I think while you still have your job is a great time to dabble and to kind of think about it and to sort of try to piece together what it is you might like to do. When you are ready to start a business, I think going in 100% right from the beginning, if I had done that, I think I would have shrunk my, what, in all honesty, what, six and a half years, probably cut that in half, you know, because it just having the kind of, I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm over here and I'm over here is just really, you're already doing that so much within your business as an entrepreneur, having another job that you're having to tap into still is really, really challenging. So I know not everybody is able to just quit and go, but as much as that's possible, and you will never feel ready to quit your job <laughs> and give it all to your business. You won't, that, that feeling never comes. Trust me, I tried to wait for it. And it, didn't, it doesn't happen. You just at some point have to have that blind faith. And there's something in the process of saying goodbye to the old, the J-O-B, that gives you the momentum, the motivation, and the energy to just full on go for it in your business and can make all the difference. So that is my tip number two. And my third one is to take really good care of yourself. As you're making the transition to an entrepreneur, I think it's easy for us to work even more so than in a corporate job, a university job, whatever job you're coming from. It is even easier to work 24-7 because it's you. Like you are the business. You're always there. And so making sure you have time away. You have time that you turn your computer off, you step away from all of it, you take your, you know, Epsom salt baths, you go to your yoga class, you take a walk outside, whatever it is for you that fills you up, that gives you that mental break. I think it becomes even more important when we are entrepreneurs to make sure that we're really, really good about doing that. I've seen so many entrepreneurs who've gone into body breakdown and completely burned out not because they couldn't do the work and build the business, but because their body couldn't keep up with it. And we have to really cherish our bodies and make sure that they are being looked after when we're doing something as powerful as starting our own business. So that is my tip number three. Oh my God, they are so hot. And I would have totally agree, like we are so aligned. Um, the number one, having a coach and a mentor, that sisterhood, that that group of like-minded entrepreneurs who are all on the same path and journey, because they're going to get it right. They're going to get the mindset blocks. They're going to get the hardness, and somewhere where you can really be real, right? Where you can truly be yourself and share when you're having a crappy day and when you're having a great day, right? It's so important to have that that coach, that mentor, that community of other women who are there with you, holding your hand, taking you through it, 
flying together. And the second one, I put it down there, make the leap. And I said make the leap because I took that as, you know, you're never going to really be ready, right? Mm -hmm. You might have everything in place. You might have some form of impact income, but until you make that leap, right, and go all in completely, then that's it, right? You've got to do it, right? So, like it's it's only a one opportunity to do it and go for it, right, no matter how scary it is. But I think having that coach and that mentor and that community to support you when you leave, absolutely, absolutely. Key, key, And And that third one of taking care of yourself, I think that's one thing that I've really learned in my own journey of transition, particularly in corporate where it's all push hard, you know, keep going, you know, um, burnout and things like that. You don't need to do that when you're in business for yourself and actually take time out to look after yourself. And it's so important because when you're um, helping other people and transforming other people's lives, you've got to make sure that your life is fueled and overflowing, cup overflow, cup overflow, cup overflow, right, <laughs> and make sure that you're giving an overflow cup. I don't know, my words are all gone. <laughs> but I love them. I love them. And, and I guess um, one more thing, if you had to do it all over again, what's one thing that you will do differently and why? Okay, this is like the easiest question for me to answer ever. The one thing that I would do differently, I would have hired my coach sooner. Hands down, hands down. That is the one thing I would have done differently is I would have hired my coach sooner. I would have hired her right away as soon as I knew, I think I want to start a business. That's when I would have hired her. It would have saved me time. It would have saved me money because I would have been making money so much sooner in my business if I had done that. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and that's a big one. That's definitely a big one. Yeah. 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 Oh, I love that. I, I would have to agree. I have to agree. I think I was dabbling in mine um, whilst doing my job, and I think uh, I would have probably preferred to have a coach earlier on so that I could make the leap a lot faster <laughs> and got out a lot quicker rather than going through three burnouts in 18 months. You know, yeah. um, so that that's an awesome, awesome learning for you. So um, thank you so much for all your insights and your journey and your story. And I believe you have a freebie, a freebie for our listeners, and I'm going to put the link here. But tell us about this free gift. Yes, I do. I call it the five magical morning strategies for the busy working woman. And I love this freebie. Um, because, you know, we all are high achieving. We, we have a lot on our plates. We're going from one thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And we need simple, easy things that we can do in our lives that really can help keep our bodies healed, keep our bodies full, and just allow us to, to do the things that we want to do, that we need to do, and do them while we're having fun. That's my entire motto. <laughs> is Life should be fun. Even when it's hard, we should still be able to have some fun. So these five strategies are all very quick and simple strategies that you can do. Some of them happen in the morning. Some of them happen at night. Because I actually say, it, you get a shitty night of sleep. Sorry, can I say that? You get a shitty night of sleep. 
you cannot have a magical morning. It's impossible, right? It's not possible. So there's strategies for at right. night and there's strategies for in the morning, um, but they help fuel your body in a way that allows you to find joy in all of the moments of your day. So I love waking up in the morning feeling like I'm ready to go. This is going to be a great day. Whatever it happens to bring, I know I will be able to handle it. So I took these five as just the first steps, the first simple tools that everybody can use and implement to start feeling that way. Oh, I love it. I, I'm a very big believer of a magical morning, you know, because it really sets up your day. So um, I put the link in there. And um, for people to get in contact with you, Kia, I've also put the link of your Facebook page. Is that the best um, way that they can get in contact with you? That is a fantastic way to get in contact with me, yes. Nice. Nice. All right. And is there anything else you want to share with the listeners as a one kind of Last hurrah before I wrap it up for today. So the last thing that I would love to share is just go for it, right? We all get into our minds and we all start saying, do I really want to do this? I don't know. Maybe it's not a good idea. Maybe I should just stay where I'm at. But if you have that little voice, that little niggle, that little nudge that's saying you are meant for more, listen to it. Listen to it. Get your support. Find your coach. Hire your coach. Get your mentor, right? And just go for it. Because if you look at what's happening in the world these days, right? What's going on across the globe? Doesn't matter where we live anymore. It's happening everywhere. The world needs all of us women to step up into our full potential and get going with our gifts and share them with the world and bring them out at like lightning paces because that's how we are going to heal as a world. That's how we're going to heal as our nations, right? We need each other right now. So stop just thinking about it. I can, I promise you it is a wonderful idea. <laughs> it's the best idea you've ever had. So hire your <laughs> and you get going. That's my last. Yeah, I love it. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because I'm a very big believer. There is no perfect moment. The perfect moment is now. Stop overthinking. Get the support. Kia has shared some amazing insights. Um, you are, we are meant for more. Thank you so much for all the gold nuggets here. And now if you are thinking of making the leap, exploring your wellness, or perhaps you're just wanting to start your journey, I'm actually hosting a three-day training called Met for More Ignite Your Purpose-Based Business. It's three days where we plan your exit strategy, we grow your confidence and clarify your vision to ignite your purpose-based business using your powerful skills your way. So if you are keen to join me on the training, it's three days. I'm putting the link on the bottom here. Let's see, have I got that? www.michellefragius.com forward slash more. It's happening, um, I've got to think, 8th, 9th and 10th of September, um, which is 7th, 8th, no, 9th, 10th, 11th September in, in the States. Oh, I, I'm going to get used to all these different time zones, but you can register there. 
on www.michellefredges.com forward slash meant for more. And like he has said, get the support. You know, um, if you're looking at making the leap or even exploring it, even if I'm not your person, find that person, that coach, that mentor that's going to help you make that transition. So thank you so much, Kia. It was awesome doing this interview and also going to be part of my podcast series. So you are meant for more. Thank you, Soul Sister. Yes, absolutely. It was so good to be here with you.